Darkcast Network. Welcome to the dark side of podcasting. Listening to Castles and Cryptids, where the castles are haunted and the cryptids are cryptic as fuck. And I'm Alana. I'm Kelsey. And it's October still. Oktoberfest. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I can hit you with a fun freaky fact. Ooh, yeah. Yes, please. Some darker themed ones. Okay. I will be using some of them on the Tiki Taki. <laughs> mm, yeah. By the time Tell you're listening to this, yes, when you it, when this drops, the first video will be out. Um, okay. Go watch it. It'll be like watching your mom try and do a TikTok. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> it's so cringe. <laughs> I love and, it. Um, I don't know how to green screen my background anything yet. I'm sorry. Uh, I think I saw it on the drive and I was like, what is this? It was like take one Friday. I was like, what? What's I, she putting on the drive? I like to do things on the desktop version. So yeah. And that's where I'm signed into my Castles and Cryptids TikTok. Oh, okay. That's fair. Our Castles and Cryptids TikTok, to be fair. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I promise you, unless you're holding the camera, I probably will never <laughs> see any of it. I am not on TikTok. So. Yeah. Oh, well, yes, I'm always holding my phone camera anyway, until that craps out on me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so this one, let's do this next one. I mean, next, because it's on the list after the one that I did on the video. Um, so, <clears throat> ancient Romans believed that drinking blood would let them absorb power. Gross. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I don't think I knew that. Sounds very vampiric. Yeah, and like, don't you catch a bunch of diseases that way? Like hepatitis and everything is like... They wouldn't... Sir- have yeah. known uh, okay. at this time. Oh, I hate it. Like, about the dangers anyway. It says um, briefly that blood transfusion was a popular practice in ancient Rome. And during gladiator games at the Colosseum, members of the audience would rush into the field to ravage the blood off of fallen gladiators. Because <laughs> oh. Yep. <laughs> they believed that in drinking the blood of fallen warriors, they would too they would too absorb the warriors' powers and skills. Ugh, that must be so <laughs> gnarly to see like a whole stadium of people like rushing a football game, but they're rushing like a dead body to try and drink its blood. <laughs> that but, yeah, like, when you say what? a whole stadium. I picture like World War Z bounce of hordes of running zombies, but but they're they're acting more like vampires. Weird, very weird. Uh. 
Wow. Yeah, because I thought yeah, I had yeah. heard before about them using was it something like gladiator sweat yeah. was being sold as like cologne or something? Oh. Have you heard about that before? I don't Maybe think it was so. made up. Yeah, I feel like I heard that. I believe it. Because they thought, like, they were so, like, manly, that kind of thing, that, like, you wore scent as cologne and everything, like, their sweat. (laughs) Like, oh! Right, 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 right. I wonder if that's anything to do with the whole literal animal magnetism kind of, like, theory that I think this one guy had. But, like, pheromones are totally a thing. Yes. Um, actually, we were just, it reminds me, we were just recently watching the Oceans, the Oceans movies, Oceans 11, oh, 12, 13. Yeah. I love them. I think Pat put them on, but I was nice. like, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, maybe I said I wanted to watch them again. Whatever. In, like, the second one? Uh, yeah when, uh, Matt Damon is playing a character where he's wearing like this fake nose and stuff and uh, he has to talk to this, the hotel like she's like the second in man for the hotel she's played mm. by oh fuck now I'm trying to think of that actress's name um anyway it doesn't really matter but uh, she and he like <laughs> they send him in with like extra pheromones because it's oh now we have to seduce her so we can get close to like the diamonds and whatever and you can't you don't just think i could do it on my own you don't think rusty's got it on his own like and they're like no we're gonna give you this extra like and then it shows where she as soon as she smells it on him then she's immediately like oh like immediately (laughs) affected and stuff oh it's pretty funny but i mean is there anything better than just a great smelling guy come on no no it's, it's <laughs> gonna be like great what are you wearing you smell awesome yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah guys take like note memory. like, like <laughs> yeah. make sure you're showering frequently and wearing like deodorant oh. and shit because some of you all smell i think the guys terrible. that listen to this do i think they do i hope so <laughs> they seem like we'll nice have a poll <laughs> All what the is our, our male listener hygiene like <laughs> my brother's a clean freak so he okay. will tip the scales in that favor um that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah. let's see i can't speak for the rest of them personally per se but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah that's yeah anyway, that's I got really some... weird yeah, I have some just from like facts.net. So, so cool. <laughs> that, those, those will be the ones we'll be using for our, our October. Our October, dude. <laughs> cool awesome. story, bro. That came out so weird. <sighs> I was listening to someone do an impression of um, Owen Wilson doing wow. Obi Wan Kenobi. K- Wait. Owen Kenobi? <laughs> Kenobi. 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 No, it was a TikTok, and the guy's like, okay, this is my Owen Wilson as Obi-Wan Kenobi. It was it was actually pretty good. 
Sweet. I have to go back. I think I've seen all the, other than the new, I've seen all the old Star Wars movies at least once. I don't Wars, really, yeah. I don't really remember them. Uh, now that I have Disney Plus, though, they're on my list. I am going to go back and like properly watch them. Oh my god. I got Star adult. Wars on there. I didn't know if you were going to talk about yeah. watching Owen Wilson movies because he's also in, mm. um, is it Disney? I'm thinking Loki. Yeah, he's in Loki. Um, I have that on my list. Oh, okay. I, I haven't seen any oh, of it so yet, good. but I love Tom Hiddleston, so that's happening. Oh, oh, yeah. And I miss, and I miss Loki being in the Marvel universe as much. Oh, it's great. So. Soundtrack's great. Theme music Sweet. always gets stuck in my head. Oh, um, I'm excited. Yeah. Also, he was in, or not Tom Hiddleston, but just to clarify, Owen Wilson and a bunch of people were in the haunted mansion on disney plus which is just oh, yeah a show about like yeah. i know show about like the ride but it was like really good it was really well done rain enjoyed it she was like these ghosts are just kind of fun <laughs> yeah i want to watch it i don't yeah. think i saw the original one but i didn't know there was an original it suggested it oh. after we got done watching the first one yeah. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it like Eddie Murphy and everything in it? That's who it looked like. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw that one at some point when I was yeah. younger. I don't really remember it. It looks like but... it might have come out in the the 90s, like the late Something 90s. Something like or, that, yeah. Yeah, early 2000s maybe. It's got that kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah, was, the classic Disney. Like, yeah, which I didn't watch... <laughs> much did we have disney i don't know disney xd now is very cool i think but mm. um we watched what is it it's in canada ytv yeah yeah ytv yeah we watched i watched YTV. like like teletoon and yeah thing it's similar to the, like, yeah. the cartoon network yeah but that one's like yeah. mostly kid kid friendly ones but yeah they're kind of sort of edgy sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah but any who's it um happy thanksgiving <laughs> yeah we're recording Weekend. this on thanksgiving um canadian thanksgiving we should clarify uh because american uh, thanksgiving's in november Is that yeah right? people will probably be like what if they're listening in america and they're just a little bit confused but yeah we didn't really do anything um, we did some munchies with our D and D crew last night, and nice. Um, uh, our friend Mark, who brought the dessert or whatever, he like he uh he brought they brought out this like cake or whatever. It was like oh, and he's like I got them to write something on it, and we're like okay, and then it comes out and it's got like our adventure party's name on it. <laughs> it's like. Aw. Belladonna cool. and the Phantasmals 3. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> That's cute. Nice. I'm like, I'm like, how did they like writing that on the cake? He's like, I was just like, do you want, can I write it down for you guys, please? <laughs> yeah. They're probably like, huh? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, so it was fun, but we didn't like do a big turkey or nothing. How about you? We had turkey stuffing. My mom cooks a lot of it um the day before now so it's yeah. mostly like reheating the day of and yeah we just had like a smaller kind of family thing and then um nice. 
yeah, we just watched like a couple movies and just hung out. It was pretty relaxed. Um, That's yeah. good. Yeah, it was yeah. nice though. I should probably call my family. But <laughs> I love them as I know they're listening. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. My brother texted me. I know I've talked to someone. <laughs> he always texts me when the new episode is out. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> yeah. And I and I was going, he was like, oh, the people you covered were horrible. And at first I was going, what the fuck? What people? Yeah. Well, because I wasn't a true crime episode, but then I was, because I talked about the burkers and I was like, because I, I went, oh, oh wait, yeah. oh, wait, the backbreakers. I had to like... <laughs> oh yeah yeah, that's right and i looked it up after and it wasn't Mm -hmm. simon pegg nick frost it's simon pegg and uh oh shit i forget his name (laughs) and andy something the one that plays samberg um, no smeagol and does all the motion captions capture stuff oh yeah that guy came up because i should know his name I'm just so used to Nick Frost and Simon Pegg being in everything together. I thought it was the two of them. I'm sorry. What was the movie called again? Um, Burke and Burke and Hare. Oh, that's what. The, okay, right. Oh, Circus. Yeah, spelled with an S, but Circus. <laughs> yeah, Circus. He plays William Hare. Okay. Yeah. And Simon Pegg. All right. All right. Never seen it, but. Be on the I can lend it to you if you want. I remember oh. it being pretty good, but I think I spent like $28 on it. Oh, right. I had to special <laughs> order it to my work, so I don't know if it was worth that amount of money, but... <laughs> Perhaps another um, Halloween night <laughs> viewing or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's always the thing, too, with uh, Halloween with us now. It's like, what do we do with the dog? We were almost like talking mm-hmm. about how people like sit out on the porch and do it. And I was like, I wonder if that would annoy the dog less than people coming up to the door every time. But who knows? But if it stays this nice yeah. out, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, I will be real- having a glass of wine or two that night because it will be the end of October. <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say? I was just saying, yeah, it's been really nice lately. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, what have you got to tell us today? I don't even want to tell what episode it is because I always get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode 121. We decided okay, yeah. to like revisit, I guess you'd call, like kind of occult uh, crimes. We kind of covered this. I guess a little bit previously, we did some, like, mm-hmm. uh, what did we do? Like, some paranormal, like, true crime episodes, and we've done some... Um, ritualistic killings, I think. Yeah, one. that one. Yeah. And then we did, we did just cult, cult crimes, I think. That was, like, a, yeah. a separate episode. So we've done kind of... It's hard to remember now. <laughs> yeah, I ended up having to go back in our, like, episode list. And I was like, oh, we did ritualistic ones. So that was, like, kind of this. Uh, yeah. Sort of, but who knows? There's so many out there. It's like... Yeah. Uh, mine's kind of a, 
out there and well i'm excited to hear what you got too so <laughs> i did one that's actually been on my list since almost the very beginning um it's something that i find interesting whenever i hear somebody talk about it um damn yeah it's on your actual list i don't have like an actual physical written down list of ones i want to do i do because i Uh. i don't know sometimes when i just run across something i'm like oh i gotta add that to my list just so you don't forget about it or I suppose. Anything. I might have some mini so, ones on some random post-its, just not very organized. Yeah. <laughs> topic ideas. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I have like a one list that's like topic and episode ideas and then a separate list that's like specific cases um, mm. for either like paranormal or like true crime that I want to do. So this yeah. is definitely on... Uh, I think I had it on like my true crime list, but it definitely is kind of occulty. So um it all kind of centers around a question. It's a very, very popular case. Um I feel like it's Quest. covered all the time. But it's oh. yeah, it's been plaguing this rural England town, I think it is, for like 80 some years. And the question is, who put Bella in the witch elm? Oh, because I love, yeah, I I like this one. It has a cool sounding name, which makes me always remember it. Yeah, I like all the mystery surrounding it because we don't really know like what happened, and like eighty years, this kind of like weirdness has been going on that never nobody's ever really been able to figure out damn so, yeah awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> i thought it was fun uh so yeah it's like rural england it all started in 1943 when these four boys uh named robert hart thomas willets bob farmer and fred Payne, uh from storebridge uh, in a like rural England, um, it's an old Storbridge. Yeah, it was called <laughs> Storbridge at the time. Or oh, okay. Oh, maybe that's what it's called now. It says in what was uh, then called Worch. Oh, Worcestershire. Worch- that word. <laughs> Worcestershire. <laughs> Worcestershire. um yeah that's so fun i my (laughs) i kept slipping into like an english accent a couple times (laughs) they were like is that your character voice now and i was like i don't know i don't know what's gonna come out sometimes (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if i can stick to something it's like so much pressure (laughs) yeah yeah uh, so these four boys were out hunting and poaching on private property, and not yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> they were near Witchbury Hill in Hag- the Hagley Woods. So the private property they were on, my understanding, was belong to the Hagley family. So it's called like the Hagley Woods, oh, okay, because um, it's like the woods kind of surrounding their family. Um, property sorry and bob farmer i think it was he decided to scale this large old 
witch elm tree to try and get at some bird's eggs. And it was about halfway up when he ended up making this grisly discovery. So at first he saw this um, like hollow inside the tree, like the trunk of the tree. And he found this human skeleton that looked like it had been jammed inside. Oh, and can you imagine? I'd be horrified. I can't. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I don't condone him going up there to grab the eggs. No, because that's also a bit gross. It said they were like teenagers. I think something said maybe one of the boys was like 16. Um, yeah. So at first he saw the skull and thought maybe it was just part of an animal, like maybe some animal bones. But then he, that's when he saw the human hair and teeth. Um... I have like a little quote from him said there was a small patch of rotting flesh on the forehead uh, with lank hair attached to it and the two front teeth were crooked said he later recalled. So I think he got interviewed by like different newspapers maybe later on about what happened. Okay. And he recalled a lot of detail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So because the boys were actually on the land illegally and uh, Bob Farmer ended up putting the skull back and all four boys ended up returning home without really tell- mentioning it to anyone. They kind of decided to keep it a secret. Yeah. Boys. <laughs> Just kids, really, yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Later that night, one of the boys uh, felt uneasy about not saying anything to anybody and he ended up telling his parents. Uh, so mm-hmm. after he told the parents, the authorities were notified um, some stuff said that, like, they contacted and one of the kids was able to lead them back to the tree. And that's when they found, like, this almost complete skeleton that was jammed inside and it, like, obviously was human. Yeah. Yeah. So the skeleton was all that remained of a woman who had been lodged inside of this tree and they estimated... She was put there about 18 months before, so that would have been sometime in, uh, sometime in 1941. Okay. Probably late 1941, I think. And, uh... People were probably a little distracted at the time. Yeah, they did talk about what the war is going on. It was, like, a lot with, like, missing people to try and identify the remains. Um, Yeah. On the 24th of April, 1943, the Hartlepool Northern Daily Mail published a hypothesized description of the woman's appearance prior to her death. And they, uh, this description read, her age has been given between 25 and 40, most probably 35, like years old, uh, height 5 feet, with light brown hair and dressed in dark blue and mustard colored striped cardigan and mustard colored skirt, uh, blue crepe soled shoes, uh, size five and a half. So, like, pr- that's pretty small. Mm-hmm. And small. all the garments were described as poor quality and, uh, the thing that they published in the newspaper saying 
A wedding ring was found among the bones and it was made of rolled gold, probably worth two. Um, it said two slash six today. So that was in 1943. <laughs> so I, I don't really, maybe two to six dollars they mean today or pounds. Probably pounds. Mm. Um, um, some yeah, stuff said something. that. Well, some <laughs> stuff said that the wedding ring was fake. Oh. Some of the things said, so I don't really know about that one. Yeah. Um, it said like just continuing. They kind of talked, saying that the skull was the most valuable piece of the remains that they found because of the hair, and especially the oh. teeth enabled them to get a clear dental pattern, despite some of the teeth being missing. Because um, obviously at the time, they don't have DNA or anything like that to, like, do yeah. anything with. So they, I think they rely pretty heavily on dental records for identifying people around this time. Right. And, like, clothing descriptions. So that's probably why they release that information. Yeah, you can only tell so much from the bones. That's probably where they get the age and the yeah. general age and stuff. Yeah. The body was sent for this forensic examination, and there was a pathologist, James Webster, who quickly confirmed that, obviously, it was female remains. Uh, he confirmed, was the one that said, like, she probably died 18 months before she was found. And he also found a section of taffeta from her skirt that um, had been shoved inside of her mouth. I don't know, like, how far, but yeah, that was, like, lodged in her throat um this led him to believe that she had died from suffocation like mm. not yeah but obviously like with the remains the way they were they were basically like skeletonized it it like we it'd be hard to say if there wasn't other wounds but yeah it just makes me think that like she was gagged at some point yeah that seems likely um, so the four boys who discovered the woman's body said that they had wrapped some cloth around a stick and wedged it into her mouth when they had actually been, like, putting the skull back. How they had, like, picked up the skull and, like, put it back. It said that they oh. were, like, shoving it down and that's when that taffeta or whatever may have been there. What? Um, I just wanted to mention that because some sources say, like, one way or the other. Oh, no. Yeah, that would be, yeah. like, really important if that was just contamination <laughs> yeah like it happened mm. at the end um from the measurements of her body and those of the actual tree trunk that she was found in that pathologist determined that she must have been placed in the tree fairly soon after her time of death as she would not have okay. been able to be like put or jammed into that space once rigor mortis had started right um, yeah so stiff mm-hmm and Professor Dang. Webster's findings made him certain that the death of this unknown woman was murder, stating, um, I think, oh, the rest of this is quite a number of quotes um, that he was kind of talking about the same thing, saying, I cannot imagine a woman accidentally slipping in there, neither do I think it's reasonable for a woman to crawl into, a, into that place to commit suicide. Um, I can't yeah. imagine a purse getting person getting into the tree voluntarily even a small person like this could not have gotten in without doing herself considerable amount of tearing um Ouch. in another yeah, yeah. It's very very pointy looking yeah there'll be pictures on the website but i do have pictures on the drive because i 
I, I feel like looking at the picture of the tree has just always fascinated me. Like, it's just the most crazy looking tree I can comprehend existing. Right. And <laughs> well, with a name like Witch Elm, you're like, dang. Yeah, because yeah, like some um, trees have like more magical qualities or they're known for this or that, like rowan trees yeah. and different ones. I can't remember, but it's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it's certainly significant, I'm sure. Uh, another quote he had was just saying that, um, it was an excellent place for the concealment of a murder, um, and that he thought it indicated local knowledge, like for you to go on private property and hide somebody inside of a tree is like maybe not something, somebody that's like passing through town to like know that that would be a good spot to hide a body or that like that spot would be available. Yeah. So police, uh, looking for more information and, like, clues, they searched the area around the tree and were able to locate multiple bones that they said belonged to a human hand that had been scattered around the tree. Um, there's some variations to this. Some things say that it was one of her hands that had been severed that was, like, found near the tree and not, like, and then some stuff says that the bones were scattered and they think it was animals that's kind of scattered the hand bones around the tree other things say that like her hand was found intact like 50 feet or so from the tree uh yeah it's kind of report yeah um but Pretty well everything kind of agrees that, like, one of her hands was found somewhere in the vicinity of the tree, not with the rest of her body. And that is kind of strange. It led some to believe that there was some sort of occult involvement in this woman's death. Um, Most things pointing to what's described as a hand of glory, uh, which I had heard of probably the closest variation i had prior knowledge of was like they call it the monkey's paw i think where you're supposed to get like three wishes kind of shit um, right yeah they have, i thought they had one in that occult shop in um harry potter but i could be wrong i, we I also think just so watched a horror movie where there was like a severed hand oh talk involved. to me yeah, yeah. <laughs> i haven't watched it good. yet but i i saw the, the some some stuff about it um, okay yeah i enjoyed that yeah. um so a hand of glory is like an old european belief that involves the removal of a hanged criminal's hand oh, and it's supposed to be gross. the hand that <laughs> specifically committed the crime like that they okay. were being hanged for and that i think it has to be either the hand has to be removed or the hanging has to have happened during a lunar eclipse this like statement oh. isn't very clear, but there is apparently, um, possibly the world's only hand of glory that's ever been like confirmed to be, like real. Did I okay. keep this in my notes? I don't think I did. Um, it's somewhere. <laughs> it's on display in like a museum or something. I think there's like a museum of yeah, the occult or yeah, something like that. So that wouldn't surprise me, but yeah. that's creepy. It came up a few times. Um and it also tells you like 
something from like the 1940s or 19 early 1900s described exactly like the steps involved of like um getting a proper hand of glory and i was like i don't think i need to include this uh (laughs) but so that could have been what was going on with this um the next thing is you kind of brought up like because the war was going on at the time um they were trying to cross-reference the details of the clothing with some like maybe missing persons reports in the region but there was just too many people registered missing in the uk at the time um right yeah it was just there was so much going on um so they tried instead of going that road they did try with these crepe sold shoes that she was wearing um they were traced her pancake shoes no (laughs) yeah i don't know what crepe crepe sold shoes i don't know what that means i'm not good at like different um material types i have like a a general idea neither do i that like wrinkles pretty easily i I could have very easily googled this beforehand but i just ran out of time oh Um, i'm sure it was a common shoe type in the day (laughs) um they were traced to this waterfoot company in lancashire okay yeah that's what it looks like um so they did trace it to there it seems like that's where it was made and investigators were able to find the owners of all but six of these pairs of shoes that were sold um wow yeah sales records and receipt keeping must have been intense um they had been all (laughs) yeah they really did they had all been sold from a market stall in Dudley, a small town approximately 11 miles or 18 kilometers from Birmingham. Yeah. So they then tried the same with these dental impressions that they had taken from the skeleton um, to try and find her identity that way. But police were never actually able to figure out who the remains belonged to and like put um, this identity to the skeleton that was found in the witch home. Oh, so sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next kind of strange thing. So the case kind of like peters out after that, and then in uh-huh. 1944, <laughs> 1944, the case takes a an even stranger turn, I guess, when all this bizarre graffiti starts to appear painted on various walls in Birmingham. Oh, okay. Um, as far as I could tell, the first time it was put up, it appeared six months after the boys uh, found the remains. And what was put up said, who put Lubella down the witch elm? Oh. Um, yeah, I think that was the first time it appeared. That's what it said um right like maybe it was just like the first time and the news a newspaper said it or something and then it just stuck yeah so at this point they hadn't identified any of the remains they just knew it belonged to a woman so they basically like they kind of decided whoever had made this graffiti maybe knew more about the case 
um because they had named like the person Lou Bella and right yeah so they the police at the time like they had no leads they started looking down this road trying to confirm like maybe maybe her identity is Bella or Lou Bella and this message continues to reappear every once in a while um slightly differently um some variations I saw were like who put Bella down the witch elm Hagley Wood um like it was signed Hagley Wood um and then over and over again painted on walls I think nowadays the last time it keeps showing up is who put who put bella in the witch elm so it's a little bit different because it used to say who put bella down the witch elm and then witch has also been spelled like w-i-t-a-c-h when the witch elm tree is spelled w-y-c-h right so yeah there's been a lot of (laughs) a lot of variations almost every time it appears it's like different um but it's appeared over and over again over the last 80 years, basically. It's been painted on walls, tombstones, and even trees in the div- uh, vicinity of Storebridge. So. Um, it's really weird. Yeah. Uh, one thing I found, which was kind of cool, it said, according to the Evening Dispatch on March 30th, 1944, I think this is a newspaper, they said, quote, the writing was too high on the wall to have done been done by boys, and the police were inclined to view that this is the work of someone coming into the city early in the morning with farm produce. So oh, like, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, so they like they have reason to believe it's not kids like playing a joke. It's more likely right. to be an adult because of how high it is on the wall, and it's being done in the very early mornings. Maybe before most people are awake. Right. I mean, it's a theory. <laughs> uh, from what I could gather, the last time it appeared was, re- um, like the graffiti did, was recorded in 1999 when it was written on a 200-year-old obelisk. Oh, yeah. That's not very nice. <laughs> I know. I was like, don't love that. It sounds like, though, since then, it's remained on there. Like, nobody has painted over it. Huh. Um, It's just like, are you just hearing about it and then keeping the trend going? Yeah. It said those responsible for the original graffiti done in, like, 1944 were never identified. And Mm -hmm. with both the identity of the remains and the reason for these random vandalism acts like popping up, there remain many unanswered questions over the last 80 years, which has led us to several theories about what actually happened. Um, Um, Yeah, these are all kind of like interesting theories. They actually had pretty good write-ups. Um weirdly enough from wikipedia like it had some Mm. some good stuff so i decided to copy the theories from there that Um, was a real good jumping off point for mine too like for yeah what few sources there were too (laughs) um so yeah this is from wikipedia and like their theories section there's quite a number of theories they all share kind of like different similarities um, it said in a Radio 4 program first broadcast in August of 2014, 
Steve Punt suggested two possible victims. One victim was reported to the police in 1944 by a Birmingham sex worker. In the report, she stated that another sex worker called Bella, who worked on the Hagley Road, had disappeared about three years previously, and the name Bella, or Lou Bella, suggesting the grief suggested the graffiti writer was probably aware of the identity of the victim um okay it's adding up like some yeah like that's one of the theories that involved like a sex worker a second possibility or theory came from a statement that was made to police in 1953 by una mossop in which she said that her ex-husband, Jack Mossop, had confessed to family members that he and a Dutchman called Van Ralt had put the woman in the tree. Mossop and... Right? Just getting drunk at a bar and just like, I'm gonna start confessing about shoving women in trees. Um, Right. And she's like, and that's why he's my ex. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mossop and Van Ralt met for a drink at the Lytleton Arms, which was a pub in Hagley. Later that night, Mossop said the woman became drunk and passed out when they were driving. The men put her in a hollow tree in the woods in the hope that in the morning she would wake up and be frightened into seeing the error of her ways. What the and fuck? Don't drink, no. women. You'll wake up in a tree. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Jack Oh my god. Jack Mossop was actually confined to a Stafford mental hospital because he had reoccurring dreams of a woman staring out at him from a tree. Um This is, which this I, is the lady's ex, the Jack. Yeah. Guy? Okay. Yeah. Um Weird. and like this was talked about in multiple sources. Like it's basically confirmed this happened to him. He talked about this. Um, huh. He died in the hospital before the body in the witch elm was ever even found. But the likelihood of this being the correct explanation is questioned because Una Mossop did not come forward with this inf- information until more than 10 years after Jack Mossop's death. Um, and almost right. what about nine years? Or no, about basically 10 years after the remains were found. So... Yeah, it's like, why yeah. now? Like, mm-hmm. you're just looking for attention, or what? Yeah. Uh, the third popular theory comes from an MI5 declassified file about Joseph <sighs> Jacobs. Declassified? Uh, yeah! Dang. Uh, he was the last man to be put to death in the Tower of London on the 15th of August, 1941. He was an Abware, Abware agent. Um, hmm. He parachuted into Cambridgeshire in 1941, but broke his ankle on landing and was soon arrested by the home guard. On his person, they found a photograph purportedly of his lover, a German cabaret singer and actress named Clara Bowerly. Uh, Jacob said that she was being trained as a spy and that he had made and that had he made contact she might have been sent over to England after him however there is no evidence that 
Clara Bowerly was parachuted into England as no shoot was ever found at the scene. Uh, several witnesses described... Wait, so he was supposed to have parachuted? I think if he, like, had landed and hadn't been arrested, he would have, like, radioed back that he landed safely, and then she would have parachuted in. But because oh. he didn't have a chance to radio back, she never actually did. Okay, sorry. I was like, yeah, this one's a little this? confusing. <laughs> like, I, I know they talk about... Because I heard about this case on the BuzzFeed Unsolved channel. That's, I think, where I first heard about it. Ooh, um, cool. I do remember this being one of my favorite theories at the time. I think they had a bit more information about it. And I was like, yeah. ooh, so it's either a cult or she's a spy. Like, both those options are so <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, they go, like, it's not, it's fun when the theories go kind of hard and different directions yeah. <laughs> but their their thing was that she basically parachuted and like landed inside the tree and i was like but how likely is that it's like i don't um... know or she had to like force herself into the tree because she, after he was caught or something they had been pursuing her and she thought it looked like it because it was so thick it looked like a good hiding spot so she like jammed herself in the tree and then got stuck yeah, I know. I find weird. them kind. Of, yeah, I find them hard to, hard to fathom. Like I, you know, yeah. The, like none of these are great. In a tree, parachuting. Yeah. There was like that guy on like Lost. I think it was where the guy gets stuck in the parachute, and they're like, "Oh, he's gonna be alive." No, um, <laughs> but I don't like, remember. Right it's the, been so long. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I misremember everything too. But yeah, it just seems like like a per like yeah it stuck into a knot in a tree like not yeah <laughs> through a branch or on top of it yeah oh. um Weird. yeah so no shoot was like found at the scene and several witnesses described that clara bowerly um was around six feet tall so not the five feet that the remains were like a oh full no foot taller yeah yeah um <laughs> It said in December 2016, um, from the Wikipedia, it said it was determined that Clara Bowerly had died in Berlin on December's, pardon me, December 16th, 1942. So, like, almost two full years before um, the remains had happened, but because okay. they think they think the woman was killed in 1941, I think it works out, too. So she died, like, a year mm. later. So, yeah, right. unlikely that it's her, but that's one of the more popular theories still. Yeah, it sounds like the timeline's not, like, exactly stamped down in concrete. Yeah, either, so. like, none of these are great. Um, <laughs> we'll never another know. One, <laughs> no. Yeah, another one's that in 1945, Margaret Murray, an anthropologist and archaeologist, ar archaeologist, uh, <laughs> at university college london proposed a more radical theory witchcraft because she believed that the severing of one hand was consistent with a ritual called the hand of glory right. um okay. after the victim had been killed by romani people during an occult ritual her ideas um yeah like she'd been killed um her ideas excited the local press and led investigators to consider another seemingly ritualistic killing of a man um which is the one i talked to you about when i said like asked you have you covered this case before um yeah 
because it's tied um with this theory like the hand of glory thing it's actually tied to case you talked about which episode did you say it was um the uk this episode is dodgy or this episode is dodgy okay (laughs) i can't remember it was um uk crimes yeah it's like in um, the 20s or something so yeah i'll I'll okay check i'll double check (laughs) but yes Um, i remember because it's the the old guy yeah charles Walton pitchfork yeah yeah so he was actually killed in the neighboring town of warwickshire or warwickshire um warwick were no i think sure is right (laughs) i'm like all my things had three w's warwick were i don't know yeah um it said there the death of charles walton um a suspected warlock had just happened um and warlock okay right yeah walton died after being slashed with a bill hook and then pinned to the ground with a pitchfork a cross had been carved into his chest and it was or his death was to believe to be part of possibly satanic ritual that happened just two years after bella's remains were discovered okay Um, yeah so it's been proposed that like it two kind of strange occult related murders happened within the same kind of area in a similar time period like just a few years apart yeah it was very brutal i remember that yeah i did find it it was episode 22 this was a bit dodgy yes <laughs> oh my god almost 100 episodes ago <gasps> <laughs> wow it was 99 episodes ago dodgy <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's cool um okay that's why yeah because yeah you asked and then i thought that you were covering it for a minute or something and then you're like no no and i was like oh okay yeah but I well i was, was excited like, to hear I remember you talking about a pitchfork and then I was like <laughs> when I kept reading about this one it kept talking about his case too and then it got me wondering like this one sounds familiar and I was like I have to ask you like did you actually cover this? Right? Yeah no it should yeah. sound familiar but like yeah it's been a while. <laughs> yeah so go back and listen to that one because that's like a whole fascinating craziness. Um, yeah, yeah there was I think that one was unsolved also. Yeah. Yes, it was. Mm. Um, another thing, this one doesn't have too much for it. Um, theory in 1953. Uh, this one revolves that namely the victim was a Dutch woman named Clarabella Dronkers. And oh. she had been killed by a German spy ring consisting of a British officer a Dutchman and a music hall artist for quote knowing too much. It said available wow. records and evidence are unable to support the story. That's fun. Yeah, well, uh, yeah those that specific like trio of people or whatever killed by yeah. something. <laughs> a music hall. I'm like, what? Yeah, British <laughs> officer, a Dutchman and a music hall artist. Then they're all apparently German spies. But those are their cover stories, I guess. Yeah, you get like the two guys 
careers, but the other guy's just a Dutchman. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's just okay. a Dutch woman, so yeah. The victim yeah. was a Dutch woman. Like, okay. Um another yeah, we just don't know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So that's kind of all the theories. I did find it this kind of interesting um, that in 2014, the BBC asked a group of researchers at Queen Mary University in London whether statistical reasoning could actually help solve the mystery of who put Bella in the witch elm. Um, given the number. <laughs> I know. I thought this was so crazy. Um <laughs> Especially because we had just talked about Deadliest Warrior and them doing oh, yeah. that <laughs> probability of how many battles out of a thousand somebody could win because they basically oh, yeah, did like, that. Simulator thingy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they basically did that with this. So they said, given the number of hypotheses, um, the related pieces of uncertain information, the team settled on using a prob- probabilistic technique called a Bayesian network. Um, the model sure. found it was 99% likely that the cause of death was criminal and 97% yeah, likely <laughs> that Bella was not British. The researchers list a number of caveats with their methods, but ultimately the report found a 33% likelihood that Jack Mossop was involved in her death and a 7% probability that it was some intelligence service it gave the possibility oh. that bella was a spy at about 25 percent and a 16 percent chance that she was a sex worker so that's kind of like how it broke down i thought it was kind of uh, interesting that it, they were it is yeah it's like able to do that into, yeah um throwing something into like ai or like chat GPT <sighs> nowadays it's like they're like well we think it's probably this because there's this many hits about this name and that name and yeah <laughs> but like it's yeah yeah pretty sure it was criminal yeah <laughs> yeah 99 percent sure it was criminal like so am um, i 97 <laughs> percent like, likely that she wasn't british so huh, even if yeah. she had just been like a tourist or something or just in the area um yeah not sure I don't have too much more. These were just kind of like little things I thought was interesting that I ran across. Uh, in his book, The Case That Foiled Fabian, Murder and Witchcraft in Rural England, Simon Reed recalls a conversation between the professor. Um, I think that was like... <sighs> who was the professor? I, opened I don't it. know who. Oh, <laughs> I can't remember who the professor was supposed to be, uh, but it was between them oh, and a okay. local, a local reporter, in which she summed up her theory, saying, "Quote: The very act of placing a body in the hollow of a tree is associated with witchcraft." And she also said, really? "The cult of, yeah, I hadn't really heard that before." I think it's, I always thought it was, like, more of, like, a rebirth, like, pagan kind of thing. Um, oh, okay. Kind of, like, I like, heard much about basically, it, to be honest. I thought it was always kind of, like, um, like, a kind of planting somebody at the base of a tree, like, fertilizing the tree with their soul or whatever kind of thing. Um, oh, cool, cool, cool. 
Yeah. She also said that the cult of tree worship is an ancient one and that it's linked with sacrifice. So, like, maybe it could have been a sacrifice type thing. I could yeah. go away. Um, yeah. Sacrifice. Okay. Oh, here's one of the random tidbits about her her hand or arm or whatever, saying one of her arms had been left 13 paces from the skeletal remains and these 13 paces is an ancient custom used when a witch is executed. That's what one oh, of the sources said. Okay. Yeah. I've never like heard that about a witch. Being yeah. So like maybe she was a witch and then was like executed, stuffed in the tree. And then like her arm was like severed and left 13 paces away. It seems to me historically most witch killings have been much more public and yeah and stuff, but not always it's, it's like witch on witch violence maybe i don't know yeah. <laughs> something um according to anthropologist professor margaret murray who was developing a theory that witchcraft was involved it was noted that the plant belladonna also <gasps> known as deadly nightshade and witch hazel were Ooh-hoo. both widely associated with the occult and oh, according to local Oh, okay. Um, What's a cool No, name? it's separate. Oh, okay, you're saying and witch hazel. Yeah, belladonna and witch yeah. hazel. Um, according to local legend, uh, Hagley Woods is also associated with the occult. And mm. so the fact that Bella was entombed inside a tree rather than being buried was also indicative of a ritualist- ritualistic slaying according to Professor Murray, and the theory that Bella was executed for some crime against a coven quickly gathered steam and remains a favorite theory even today. Investigators working on the case, however, dismissed the theory, declaring that the bones from Bella's hand had simply been scattered by animals. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so they They kind of say that, like, the Bella in the thing, like, who put Bella in the witch elm, that like maybe that has to do with like Belladonna or something. Or Seems like, like a stretch, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just there's nothing really to go on. It's the problem. Yeah, that's the thing. Like none of these theories are ever really that great. Um, right, right, right. We don't have like a a concrete or a strong lead. Yeah. Other than like one suspect. Yeah. Um, so we may never get the answers to the real identity of Bella since both the remains and all the medical records, it seems, like autopsies and stuff from that time have all vanished. Mm. It said, however, armchair detectives have now begun to move more towards the occult theory, stating that the likelihood that two similarly weird murders, that of her and, like, Charles Walton, could remain unsolved after so long while being thought of as connected is like unusual and mm-hmm. as well as the strange appearances of this graffiti from what was described as a pretty law-abiding country um like it just keeps popping up it seems kind of strange I guess. um yeah it's pretty um petty crime though <laughs> we're such law-abiding people we, have, we, never, we could never graffiti anything except i've, a I've never year put old. one graffito in my life <laughs> on anything i haven't even put a single graffiti on anything i've never even thought about it 
Um, <laughs> I've never once graffitoed. I've never even looked at graffiti. I don't support it. Um, it said. I don't know. I was going to say something about I don't see any colors, but no, I couldn't get there. <laughs> uh, there was a case review that was done by West Mercia Police. It ended up being like closed out in 2014. Didn't really say anything. Okay. Um, there was in 2018 an episode of Nazi Murder Mysteries for some reason oh. that um they said that a forensic facial reconstruction had been done by the Liverpool John Moores University's face lab using photographs of the skull. I actually found a couple of them. Looks kind of cool. Um, okay. Looks like there's like moss and stuff, but it's probably not moss. It's probably that bits of flesh and hair that they're talking about. But in my mm. view, it looks like moss in the like the eye socket. But Ooh. I choose to believe it's moss because it's less creepy than hair. But um, mm. so they used like this facial reconstruction using photographs of the skull. I think it's kind of what they use when they have remains and then somebody does, like, the clay over their bone structure. I think they kind of tried to do the oh, same thing. yeah. Because um, there is, like, a face that they've kind of released in the last few years um, of what they think she looked like, which is kind of interesting. Um, Those usually are, well, especially the ones with the clay and stuff at first. Yeah, it's not a... Rough. It's not a great picture. Um, she... Yeah. But yeah, it's better, I guess, than nothing. Um, so this was released right. um, in May of 2023. The BBC launched an appeal to uh, museums to track down the remains with the intentions of doing DNA analysis, like now that that's available, because um, okay. the remains had actually been supposedly at Birmingham City Police's Black Museum at their training center till the late 1960s or 1970s. Um, so they basically had reached out to them being like, where's her remains? We'd like to do DNA, um, maybe like ancestry, like with people doing all those like 23andMe things. Maybe we can find yeah. somebody related to her and try and figure this out. Yeah, genetic so, genealogy, all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, in a statement to the local a local newspaper in 2018, a spokesperson revealed that they can they can find quote no documentation that may relate to this case at either of the West Midlands Police Museums, so they actually don't know where her remains are, which I kind of mentioned before. Like they don't know where the medical records are, and they don't know where her remains are anymore. Oh, oh, so sad. Um. Yeah. Like, so around this, like, 2000, 2018, maybe it was 2023, um, an appeal was made at the same time as the BBC <laughs> was releasing. 2023. <laughs> no, I meant, like, 2018 or 2023. I can't remember which year. This appeal was made at the same time as the BBC was releasing a podcast on the case. And... Um, about like trying to locate her remains so that they could do this DNA testing Um, and the podcast episode or series that they made about it was called The Body in the Tree which I kind of liked because they didn't use I feel like everything uses like 
who put Bella down the witch elm or Mm -hmm. in the witch elm. I'd never heard of the body in the tree um, before. And we don't even know if it's Bella, so. (laughs) Yeah, like we really have no idea. Right. Um, Yeah. But that's that's really like everything I could come up with when I was looking this up. Um, wow, it's a big yeah. It was it's a big case. I knew there'd be like a lot because there's always a lot of theories for these yeah. types. Like, I always found this one really fascinating from the first time I heard it. Um, I don't think any of the theories are very good. Um, yeah. I do hope, like, they're at least able to find her remains somewhere, and then we we can get the figured out, like, at least her identity. Um, I know, because that's, like, all they had. <laughs> yeah. Like, you had one body, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy that... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it happens more than we'd ever like to think about, about, like, people basically being lost and never identified but... yeah yeah that's one of a lot of people's greatest fears for sure just yeah you know, being totally forgotten like nobody wants that so. yeah well we haven't forgotten like we mm-hmm. want to hopefully at least figure out her identity so so somebody you out there know. can can figure out what happened to their loved one that I'm sure has been like kind of talked about in the family has gone missing or something for like decades. Yeah. yeah. Almost a hundred years. Well, you never know. I listened to um, one of our dark cast compatriots today. It was on weird true crime Ooh. and they just had a little update what's going on in true crime world and Someone got arrested in the murder of Tupac. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> I was like, that, wait, what? That's <laughs> like, crazy. Is this old? Am I looking at an old episode? Like, that can't be right. I was like, no. I don't know. Apparently, it's like the only person, like, even alive that was ever one of like, the suspects still. Like, wow. everyone else is like, dead. I don't know. I didn't. That's crazy. But it's just like, yeah, if that. From that was decades ago now too you know you never know maybe someday yeah yeah but. this case is always fascinating to me from the first time I heard it so mm. I thought it'd be cool to cover Same. even though I'm sure like lots of our listeners have heard it I really enjoyed I feel like sometimes when you listen to something you retain some of the information but when you have to cover it yourself and you're the one typing the notes and everything <laughs> I feel like you absorb and like pay attention to it a lot more yes Um, yeah 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 Yeah. or you hear something covered by two different people and they do it in two different ways so yeah well that angle wasn't there or like you know i didn't get this tidbit from the other guys so it's it's always interesting Yeah, yeah a lot of times i will listen again if i know something i'm like Okay, but I like these guys. <laughs> so, like, I'm sure people don't right? care if they have heard it, if they're, if there are loyal listeners. Um, yeah, I'm sure they won't mind. Yeah, I was happy to cross it off my list though, because it's been on my list basically since we started. Yeah, um, when I first started one. writing, like yeah. for right now too. Like, it's very, 
true crime, but also it's unsolved. So then you get the mystery and then the elements yeah. of the, the supernatural, the occult, the unexplained, like the whole, it's got, it's got it all. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just very weird. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, that was a good one for this. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. I approve this case. <laughs> for Spooktober, it was a, a good, a, a good one to pick. But, yeah, well, ghosty season. <laughs> we'll take a short break and then we'll come back yeah. for Alana's case. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, but please listen to these independent podcasters. Listen to our dark cast promo coming up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Gordo is currently being good. We have started the recording. <laughs> nope. Things are happening on time. I don't know. It's good. I I over ran on my notes as per usual. <laughs> <sighs> there was like ugh, this one. It, it was a lot. Um uh i okay so yeah i was trying to find something and i like just wasn't sure what to google with the theme and stuff like that but there was yeah. one that i i don't know yeah it was you know so sometimes it's a little bit hard but i thought mm-hmm. i had heard about this one somewhere and then that's why i asked you if we talked about it because it came up like um the astrological murders and i was like that sounds familiar but also, like, yeah, it sounds like Zodiac. Yeah, the one, yeah. the one I had said was just that, <laughs> like, the New York Zodiac killer I had covered was doing mm-hmm. like the Zodiac signs. Kind of, it seemed of his victims, but right. And you probably yeah. brought that up when we were deciding on the cases or something, because that's yeah. I, I thought you had brought up some zodiac or something astrological you know what i mean because they're kind of interchangeable like in those yeah because that was yeah yeah, that was the only thing that came to mind about anything in that Mm -hmm. sort of idea yeah Yeah, so no i'm not gonna cover the zodiac murder because never no there's too many movies and stuff about that that i don't need to do yeah (laughs) go watch the what (laughs) Robert Downey Jr. and fucking Mark Ruffalo and yeah, it's two of the Avengers. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I like that one. Fucking mm-hmm. what's his face? Jake Gyllenhaal. Is that Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh, okay, yes. I'm pretty sure um, that's usually who people reference when they talk about it. One of my is a David Fincher. He's the director, right? He's one of my favorites. Could be. I think that was who did it. I really like those. He did that in Seven and Nocturnal Animals and something else. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. No, I don't know. But this one surprisingly has no movies made about it. No. <gasps> Probably because. Well, I know. we can't do it then. All we talk about is movies, Alana. We can't do it then. <laughs> Not allowed. <laughs> But it's sad because I think it gets they get like the different victims <clears throat> they get lumped in with the Zodiac killer victims a lot of times. 
which is weird, I think. Although I looked them up to be like, okay, but like they're not, right? None of them the same names. And I like looked them up and I was like, no. Oh. Like. Weird. I don't know. I think there was just a lot going on in California um, during the 60s, 70s. Yeah. Maybe even like that there was more active than we knew. I don't know. I was yeah. just listening to like. I'm sure there was. Oh, yeah. And there's like now things going on. I was listening to. It was either Let's Not Meet or Odd Trails because they both have the same um, host guy. And I remember him saying it. Oh, it must have been Odd Trails because that's the one where he talks to his friend there. And, and when they had done the scary stories <laughs> and he mm. said that there was like a sacramento like shooter guy on the loose and he's like did you hear there was like or on, yeah i think it was sacramento somewhere in california right like wow and this was like not too long ago so they, it, it was kind of like oh no i didn't know and blah 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 and it's like you don't hear about the active ones i don't know <clears throat> just always creepy to think about <laughs> yeah you like to think of them all as like caught and stuff, but that's only because those are the ones we have the names for and stuff. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, oh, that's why sometimes oh. you can't focus so much on all the unsolved ones because then you get too yeah. too worried that nothing ever gets solved. I know. I don't know how um miss like the people that do unsolved ones do it like misty mysteries i've listened to a bunch of hers lately and like a bunch of them are unsolved and stuff and wow. so it's like, that's tough i couldn't do it because yeah. then i don't sleep at night because i'm like oh there's so many people that mm. have murdered people that haven't been caught in the world <clears throat> all of them are gonna break into my house at 2 a.m and kill me <laughs> oh god <laughs> did well, we won't go off on another movie ch- tangent, but go if you haven't watched the trailer for something called No One Can Save You. No One Can Save You? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Oh, I haven't heard of that. It's pretty horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. I'll I don't know, the tagline starts out about like a break-in or something, but then it's just like the no. trailer just goes off the rails. <laughs> like, oh. what is this about? <laughs> wow. Anyway. Okay. All right. We got just got to buckle up because this is... Anyway, just get to it. <laughs> um, yeah, hard to find a lot, but so this is um, how they're described in the most major sources. One being literally the Wikipedia for the Zodiac. <laughs> oh shoot! Because wow. one place where they had like them all together. Anyway, and then you know, like how they have linked the sources, so then you can. Yeah. Kind of see where that, like, if there's actually any other information about these people online. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, the astrological murders were allegedly committed by a suspected serial murderer who was also active in the same state and around the same time as the Zodiac. Um, okay. Police, yeah. Police in Northern California made a tentative connection between a single culprit and possibly at least a dozen unsolved homicides that occurred between the late 1960s and early 1970s. Uh, All of the alleged victims were female and were allegedly, a lot of allegedly, sorry, (laughs) in that one. (laughs) Allegedly, allegedly. (laughs) Well, they were definitely killed, so I'm not sure why they're using that twice, but... 
um, like a variety of ways, strangulation, drowning, throat cutting, bludgeoning, um, and occasionally after being drugged. They were linked by mm. the fact that they were dumped in ravines and uh, killed in conjunction with astrological events such as the winter solstice, equinox, and Friday the 13th. Okay. Yeah. We'll say they're tentatively connected, so... It kind of, if you've ever heard about like the smiley, the, the alleged smiley face killers or killer. Yeah. Because. I heard about it a little bit. I never seem yeah. to remember the details of that one. Well, basically being that as a bunch of bodies, uh, usually of men who drowned and they're sometimes near a smiley face, like graffiti. It's back to the, a graffito of a smiley face. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Just to get to it. But yeah. And then, so people don't know if it's actually a serial killer or not. Because they could just be unconnected cases that just so happen to be near that type of graffiti or whatever. I think I only ever looked <laughs> that case up or like suspected kind of like murders up because of mm-hmm. The Mentalist. Because in that one, they're... Oh. What's his face is trying to. It involves somebody who always leaves a smiley face. Oh, so I don't know. I watched. Haven't heard about it on the podcast or anything. No, I listened to like. <clears throat> well, they did. I think the smiley face they did actually on Crimes and Consequences, but I don't really remember the details of that. It might have been late at night and I was doing the dishes, so I was only half paying attention. Um, yeah. Well, there's not, there's not even a lot to go on, really. It's basically yeah. it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's maybe why I only, like, vaguely have heard of it before. Yeah, but some people think it's, like, a conspiracy. Hmm. Um, that it could be a cop cover-up, because it kind of spreads around the Midwest, United States okay. and stuff. So Weird. Right? <laughs> yes, and it comes back to one single sinister graffito of a smiley face (laughs) why don't besmirch the smiley face of the poop emoji on the side of a building (laughs) oh no um okay can you imagine if a sorry if a (laughs) case ever got called the poop emoji murders oh god well it'd be awful well and that's kind of a case for saying calling them the smiley face yeah it's kind of it's flippant if not outright, it's not just dis- maybe outright disrespectful, but yeah, it's it's not great. <laughs> no, yeah, poop emoji that would be infinitely worse. I'm just picturing the one from <laughs> that guy we talked about in Petty Crimes, the Hanksy guy. When it's that that Trump, oh. the Trump poop, like graffiti that has his hair and yeah. everything. And he has flies oh buzzing around. That's what I think yes. of. I think the poop emoji murders. I think of them using you, that. You used that for the, the yeah the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah, it was so it Hanksy? much. Okay, yeah, because I remember it's it yeah. a Banksy type, right? Yeah, it was Hanksy the one that always does oh, Tom okay. Hanks references as well as much as he can, I guess. <laughs> Tom Hanks doesn't mind. It's <laughs> great. Um, anywho, uh, there was at least another, like, one website that had uh, a list of the victims, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it said that it was around nine victims total, but okay. with the possible six more going up until like December of 1973. Okay, However, so it's like listing less, but then saying, but there could be even more. <sighs> It's not a definitive list at all. We'll say that. That's for yeah. sure. And that's just, just yeah, does make me sad. Um, so, um, yeah, some of them, like I said, they happen on, like, they'll happen on a solstice or near an equinox. Um, but uh, it was a variety of women. The first... Well, I think the first, I don't know if I have an exact order of like chronological, but you know, <clears throat> um, was called, uh, the first one was Cosette, Cosette, I think is how you say it, Ellison. Um, and she was actually dropped off by her bus driver, like the school bus driver. Or, yeah, she was really young. Oh, okay. And like, he saw her walk up her driveway and even get her mail, but he was the last person to ever see her. Um, wow so yeah that one was shitty and the bus driver had noticed a man sitting in a truck near to the residence and then on his return journey which was only about 10 minutes later the truck had apparently edged closer to the driveway of the ellison household but he saw no one sitting inside the truck mm. so that was weird mm-hmm. pulled up and then gone in the house probably right because her parents actually returned really not that long later like around 4 p.m only and that's when they noticed that her school books and her and like the mail that she usually would bring in because you know they yeah. she was seen getting the mail she probably did it every day and they weren't there hmm. um <clears throat> and a little more i found on that one was that there had been reports of schoolgirls being followed around this time often following school buses with attempts to get inside the home of these young girls by saying uh, he had broke down and needed to use their phone. Um, And the previous abductions of Elaine Louise Davis and Lorna Laurel Roberts in 1969 are reminiscent of this young girl's disappearance and are within the same areas. So that quote touches on a couple of the other girls that are on my list. Okay. Yeah. So he's got like kind of a ruse that they're using maybe to get into the homes yeah and they're like found in very similar areas like ravines ditches gullies like wow yeah um in this area they're like they're the homes are very rural they're very rural jurors no but they're like far between so you know it makes it easier to abduct somebody um, and then her body was found on January 1st of 1971 in a ravine of the Mount Diablo foothill, foothills, sorry, foothills, <laughs> um, <laughs> near uh, a place called Clayton. So no cause of death was given at that time. And it had been nearly a year since she'd been gone. So it was tough to say. Oh, okay. yeah. Wow. That really sucks. Yeah. Um, Did it say how old she was? Like what grade or anything? Do you remember? Uh, I don't know if I have her age in this one, but she was a schoolgirl, so I think she might have been only 16 or 17. Probably at the oldest, yeah. 
Yeah, because that's the same my next one was. Um, I'll double check. Sorry. I There's like, like I said, not a lot, but I, if it's if it's on one of the main ones and I just didn't write it down, I'll what is it? Alice Unsolved. Oh. There are some yeah. Um Okay, sorry. Uh, she was 15. Oh, okay. Wow. She was only 15. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Um, and apparently, <clears throat> some have speculated that this murder was the work of one serial killer called Philip Joseph Hughes Jr., uh, who is already serving a life sentence and has not been officially charged with this crime. So that's, you know, they've speculated hmm. that. It's alleged. Um, but it was been pointed out that it's near the timeline of the Golden State Killers crimes also, so he would have been active, I guess. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe around beginning, or maybe it's just before his time, so, like, who's to say? Like, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and they still might have some blood evidence, I believe, in this case that could help them. Because I think it could belong to the killer. So might be solvable. You never know. Hopefully. Yeah. That's be nice. Have that one. Yeah. Um, It's so hard because there's some so long ago too. Yeah. Like a lot of the stuff that was linked was literal. Somebody went online and put on like put the actual like newspaper articles. Like, you know, you yeah. could tell it was like the physical newspapers that had been like scanned. Yeah. I like those. I see those a lot of times yeah. and I try and include like the pictures sometimes even if the original article maybe was kind of later disproven. It's sometimes nice oh, to see yeah. what was put out like right away. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's tough though when it's like you're trying to read it and it's like really small print and it was on this like scan yes. page and I'm like this is my source and I'm trying to like read this all the news oh that's awful <laughs> no I don't I don't I normally will read kind of what it says but I, I normally <laughs> don't have to use it as a source so that was that would kind of yeah, yeah that would be difficult I, I think this might have been one of the first times yeah where I was like <laughs> literally squinting so hard yeah ugh Okay, so the next one that's included um, on my list is uh, a lady named Elaine Louise Davis. Kind of reminds me of uh, Elaine Bennis on Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, yeah. But not really. Um, so she was murdered in 1969, and she was then buried as a Jane Doe in a Santa Cruz um, cemetery. And she was okay. only 17 when she died. Yeah, she was also wow. very young. Uh, she was actually only identified through dental records in 2001. I'm happy they figured it out. Just yeah. like when they were talking with mine, like sometimes it's the ancestry and people like mm -hmm. putting in stuff or. Yeah. Well, this one I have a little bit more on how they did it. Um sweet yeah so um elaine davis had disappeared while uh most things said babysitting her sister so her three-year-old sister 
um, other things mm. such as just babysitting a, a, another kid, I guess. But regardless, um, she was just at um, their home in Walnut Creek. And then she just was gone where like the parents got home and there was no signs of a struggle scene. And the only like trace they could ever find was this tiny little button found in the backyard. And she had been planning to sew a button back onto her coat. It was that button. Like that's all they found. Oh, Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. Or I'm sorry. That's all they found until two days later, they found her coat on the side of the road on highway 17. Oh. Yeah, so they're like, that's not good. Um, no. I'm sorry, yeah, and I keep making it sound like they didn't f- ever find anything ever else again, but they found her body too, allegedly. No. <laughs> they found her body. <laughs> um, well, at least they Maybe did it was a mannequin. <laughs> it's always a mannequin until it's a body. Okay, but we're getting to, yeah, exactly. We're getting to how it took them a while to find who she was. So on uh, December 19th of 69, authorities found the body of a female floating off Lighthouse Point. Um, Investigators mistakenly estimated the age of the victim as 20 to 25 years old. Um, So I guess, yeah, not the right age because she was only 17, but... Yeah, it can, it can happen. They can misidentify things like that easily, right? Yeah. But um, as a result of this, Walnut Creek Police never believed that this victim was Davis. And last year, Walnut Creek Police Detective Lou Doty was reviewing Davis's case as part of the department's regular examination of old unsolved cases. Doty noticed in the case file a reference to the body found in Santa Cruz, as well as a dental x-ray belonging to Davis. He checked with criminalist Paul Holes of the Contra Costa, Contra Costa Crime Lab. That's, save that five times fast. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> Contra Costa Crime Lab. Who told the detective that methods for estimating the age of a victim were less precise in 1969. End quote. I would assume it had only improved. So right? I concur. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. all science gets better yeah, as yeah. 60 years passes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then they exhumed the body and tested the teeth and mm. it confirmed Elaine's identity and uh, she good. was just pres- presumed strangled as there was some damage to the cartilage. But that's, yeah, that's basically all they know about how she okay. died. Yeah. But yeah, at least she got identified. Um, Then there was uh, the other lady they mentioned in connection with the first girl, Cassette. Um, This lady's name is Leona Laurel Roberts, which has a really nice alliterative ring to it, I think. Yeah. Leona Laurel. Um, She was abducted on December 10th, 1969 uh, from her boyfriend's Tormy Avenue Rodeo residence and then found 10 days before the winter solstice on the beach at uh, Bellina's Lagoon in Marin County on December 28, 1969. Uh, she was found naked. She was only 16. Ouch. And wow. the official cause of death was listed as exposure, but no, I think they just couldn't quite figure out what the cause of death was sadly 
Yeah, her name like comes up a few different websites, but I couldn't find any more details on her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd love to see if someone else has covered it on a podcast now that I have. I don't think I specifically looked, but I may have because I was like hurting for sources. But don't worry, I still got like freaking nine pages or something crazy like that. Oh my god, that's a lot for you. Well, there's like nine people or some shit. Like in most, yeah. And in most, I was gonna say most sources, <laughs> in the two sources or whatever, there's at least nine. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. Um. Yeah, and these like, they're killed alone, which to, is different from the, from what I recall from the Zodiac, because his were less always it's listed like in pairs, couples and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least two. Yeah, a lot of time two people together. Yeah. Um. There was, uh, the next victim was Patricia Ann King. She, uh, was attending, or she arrived at the Diablo Valley College in Pleasant Hill for a 7 p.m. gym class on March 5th, 1970. And then people said she left after the first hour. I'm like, oh my God, how long is the yoga class? That <laughs> is that like halfway through that she left the after first the first hour? hour? And people are like, ah, oh, you didn't even finish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like I'm like happy if I get in ten minutes of it. So um <laughs> but anyway. Uh her boyfriend had been expecting her home around uh this time because she left at seven fifty PM, they know. Um, but she wasn't home by eight fifteen, so he became concerned. And then her body was found the following morning at seven twenty AM by a workman, a workman. I don't know. That's what it said. Working for um, the man. <laughs> workman. Named Ernest Ellington in the DVC Vikings football stadium. And she had been strangled with her own leggings. She was found in a football stadium. Yeah. That's a little weird. I feel like they'd have security. It may have been more specifically a parking lot, but okay. Of the stadium, how do you sneak a dead body into the middle of a football stadium? I feel like this one, somebody was even trying to figure out based on the old reports where stuff was then when it was a different, like the campus was different or something. And I was like, oh Oh, my gosh, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, sorry. So I was confused. So I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they did know that or okay, so yeah, they found her car. Quote, the newspaper report stated a purse, handbag with her identification was found on the front seat of her car in a lot adjacent to the stadium. Oh, okay. So the car was okay, near the stadium. Um, a pair of leather sandals were on the floorboard. Her car keys were found on the Pleasant Hill campus parking lot Friday afternoon. Um, Detective Sergeant Sam Ginsburg said it was impossible to tell at this time if the girl knew her slayer. There was no reason for her to go into the stadium area coming to or from the parking lot to the class. Um, and I just said it's unclear whether she was uh, raped or not because in some of these cases, it would appear like they were just from how they're found and stuff. But okay, I was kind of wondering. 
yeah. When I tell you it's, um, you know, it's frustrating trying to research. I'm sure it was frustrating trying to investigate with the, you know, methods they had at the time too, but yeah, yeah. it sucks. <laughs> A lot more difficult even than it is now. Oh yeah. Like, and they, to say they were overwhelmed when we talk about all the yeah. guys that were up and coming killing people at that time. like In that shit. decade. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Did they have, there like, was... a freaking club or something? <laughs> yeah. Just be like, hey, you got, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm gonna take Serial Monday, club. <laughs> Monday, Thursday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. They got their areas, oh. like the gangs. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> so the Zodiac... Um... The Zodiac Turf. <laughs> turf War. Serial Killers. Turf War. Ugh. Well, speaking seri- of the Zodiac. Seri- yeah. Serial Kill Each Other. Dexter <laughs> style. Oh my god. Or like, um, Battle Royale style, or The Condemned. <laughs> Anything where they're just like pitting a bunch of people just against each other. Or kids, or killers, whoever they may be. <laughs> yeah yeah just mayhem okay so one last thing on what are we talking about patricia god it's so hard one last thing about patricia is that um this guy that wrote a lot about the there's a lot of books about the zodiac um graysmith i think it's richard graysmith but right here i just have his last name noted her as a possible 12th victim of the Zodiac Killer. So he Hmm. thinks she's connected, whether just from proximity or what. I don't know. Um, There's one or two where there's actual, like, they're like, oh, this thing is what the Zodiac, and that's how he mentioned this one. But most of them, yeah, they're not connected to him. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Because <laughs> you're right, I always I always like picture him with the like the couples or killing the pairs of people. Yeah. So yeah, these ones seem kind of out like, of place. Yeah, killing the couples, literally like the lovers lane style, and then like one yeah. time scratch the thing right into the side of the car and like he was way more I don't know, brash about it or like <laughs> he doesn't hide. I guess. But the next one was named Judith Ann Hakari, and she was last seen leaving the Sutter Medical Center that she worked at on March 7th, 1970, around 11.30 p.m. And she called her fiancé to say that she was on her way, but by 1.30 a.m. she still had not returned. So he checked the parking lot of the apartment and found that her car had arrived, but, like, she never had gotten in the apartment. Yeah. That one, I was just like, oh my god, so close, you know? Yeah. Um. So they think this one was connected because it was 13 days prior to the spring equinox. Um. So that's why, I guess. But then she was found one month later by hikers in a shallow grave in the town of Weimar, which was about 43 miles from her abduction site. And oh, she okay. was... Yeah, she was 23. She's a little bit older than someone, but still very young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, yeah, her car was found, too. Like, her boyfriend found it with signs of foul play, passenger door open, the keys on the floorboard, buttons scattered about, and, like, ripped strips of Canon brand towel, like, paper towel, I guess? I don't know. Uh, and that was, like, t- that seemed to indicate that they might have been used to restrain her. And then they found the same style toweling, um when they found her body seven weeks later at the burial site. So that provided a link between the locations. Um, and she had been found inside a canvas laundry bag, laying over a gray sweatshirt, savagely beaten in the face, strangled and raped with her bra torn in two and her underwear found beneath her. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what? I think I have a little bit more. Then detectives stated that on March 13th, 1970, six days after her disappearance, the owner of the land where Judith Hikari was eventually discovered noticed three sharply dressed men in their late 20s at the site with the trunk of their vehicle open and digging into the ground. Oh, okay then. Who are they? <laughs> right? Um, we don't know. They gave a lame excuse. It says their lame excuse of digging for bottles while suspiciously closing the trunk of their vehicle seemed sinister. I'm digging <laughs> for Coke cans because people bury those in their yards, don't they? That's yeah. how recycling works. Right. And I have a car, not a friggin' shopping cart. <laughs> yeah. Um, There is a very good reason to believe these three men were involved in the murder and disposal of Judith Hakari, at the very least one murderer and two accomplices after the fact. With little to go on after 50 years, an examination of the abduction and burial site can reveal so much about this crime. That's from ZodiacCiphers.com. Wow. She was found on an extremely remote, hilly and winding road of Ponderosa Way, and this was like near an old mine entrance, which I thought was weird. There was, like, a mine there and a river. It was almost like they wanted her to be found or something. Um, and then her, like, very nearby apartment neighbor was also killed, and her name was Nancy Benalak. And her, she was 28, and her Tahitian apartment building that she lived in, Tahitian Apartments it was called, I should say, was just 830 feet from Judith's apartment building. So it was really hmm. close. With that one, recent breakthroughs with genetic genealogy have identified Richard John David as her killer. Yay. Okay. Yay. But don't get too excited because he died of alcohol-related illness in 1997. That's fine. We still knew. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad we found out, but I don't think he ever got to trial, sadly. No. Um, this next one, um, she has a pretty name. Well, in one thing it was listed as Marie Antoinette Ancy. Aww. Kind of pretty. Yeah. She went missing in Vallejo, California, which apparently is where the Zodiac was sort of known to operate. Um, she had been hit on the head and then drowned, and she was found in a place called Lake County, California. And that was on March 21st, and traces of mescaline were found in her system when she was found like by the side of the road naked. So she had been drowned, but she was still by the side of the road, kind of like the others often were. 
okay. So they drowned her and then, like, transported her body somewhere else? It would seem so, yes. Weird. Mm Mm-hmm. That becomes a little bit of a a recurring theme. It happens once again. Um, Hmm. Her car was found abandoned near Vallejo on the side of the highway. She had last been seen at the Coronado Inn some five miles away from Vallejo towards Napa at around 2 a.m. on March 14th. My favorite date. (laughs) You know I love to get that in there and it just so happened to pop up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, She happened to be identified by her ex-husband as well as they used her fingerprints, uh, a ring that she had in uh, a photograph and her death was speculated to be drowning. But then they also thought that maybe it was shock due to drug toxicity. So I'm not too sure. So they're saying maybe she wasn't killed? Yeah, it seemed like they weren't too sure that it was just the drowning, but I don't know. If it's due to drug toxicity, how does somebody drown and then be like, I died by drowning, but then magically moved my body naked to the side of a road? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> That's how that Sounds works, like right? And then I dive for real. Case. For real this time. Right? Well, or like how, okay, so what one other fuck? thing with the smiley face ones is that they're often men found drown after drinking. So then a lot of times they just get written off as like, yeah. you know, accidental drowning. He was pissing in the lake. He fell in, whatever. Like, and you don't yeah. know, it's is that this, you know, a, a, an excuse or is it? the real answer it's like i'm sure sometimes it is an accident but yeah this one i don't know about that (laughs) the drug tested i'm like whatever that's okay sure it was (laughs) that's her cause of death but also drowning but also being murdered and also being found on the side of the road (laughs) like come on so weird yeah and they all go missing first it's like but Okay, there's also, sadly, there's another one, Eva Lucien Blau, who was found on the Equinox on March 20th of 1970. She was also dumped into a ditch, um, like many of the others, this time near Santa Rosa. She had been seen last on March 12th, leaving Jack London Hall, um, telling friends she was headed headed home, and that she, she just was walking the short route between like the student hall and her housing. And then she was discovered in a field at Grove's drying yard at about 9.30 in the morning uh, the next day. She had been covered with a full-length woman's blue coat, which had been kind of draped over her body, where they had left her body after it had been dragged there. So she had been obviously dragged. Wow. Yep. Um, Also, her... Her blue turtleneck had been pulled up almost over her shoulders and her skirt and underwear were pulled down to about her knees. So probably guessing sexual assault there from where everything was. Her outfit did sound gorgeous. She had on knee-high suede boots too. And then the blue and the turtleneck. Uh, Yeah, that's a look. I know. 60s, 70s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she had a heart tattoo on her abdomen. She was found with 
what was described as a dent on her in her right jaw on her jaw a bloody nose and puncture marks under puncture marks on her under the chin and bruising on her body so tell me that doesn't mean someone you know didn't inject her with something puncture marks under the chin yep weird i think like needle marks but i didn't find any that's more a little info. weird under your chin i thought it would normally go mm-hmm. in like your jugular or whatever in the side of your neck <laughs> right it's always to the side of the neck in movies yeah. but like yeah then, it's not like, like, like... The, nobody's getting stabbed in the chin with a <laughs> syringe in any movie i've ever seen no and even like with druggies and stuff and from those kind of yeah. movies and things it's like they'll do it between the toes if they don't want to get seen it to get seen oh that always ski oh i know right they did that all the time on the nick the one like doctor show when he works at the knickerbocker and then he um yeah he always injects drugs in between his toes oh Oh, and he does it all the time and i hated every scene that it ever happened in oh yeah that would hurt It's just like, oh, I can't stand it. Yeah, especially over and over again. Nope. <laughs> That's yeah. why you gotta be an addict to do something like that. Yeah. Oh, man. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah, this one's all kinds of fun today, hey? <laughs> uh, so Eva was survived by her three sisters um, and her parents held a private sim ceremony sorry at the walty chapel of the roses for her pretty name um she was only 17 at the time of her death and sadly had just started school at sonoma state college um so it just really sucks she had her whole life ahead of her um yeah her friends heard about the body and like one of her friends even came to id her like one of her school friends but as soon as they heard about the tiny blue heart-shaped tattoo i think she had a thing for blue but it's just like oh that's really a horrible way to find out yeah yeah uh they described her as bright beautiful like able to usually hand herself handle herself in any situation but of course there's two you know always something we're none of us invulnerable um Oh, and then, yeah, with this one, they even uh, asked her friends if they were sure if she was 17 because the autopsy had guessed at her age to be eight years older. Wow. Yeah, which I was like, oh, that harkens back to the other one where it's so easy to be like, well, you know, it couldn't be this person because it's this one's eight years younger or whatever, but they can be off sometimes, like in this case. I mean... I- I like I think I basically was pretty well the height I am when I was 14 mm-hmm. and okay. stuff and like when I was like before I was even 16 most adults thought it was in my 20s right which was really weird like everybody thought it was in my 20s <laughs> and then yeah yeah used to get stuff like that too yeah like I just remember even in elementary school my friend and I like we hit 
puberty fairly early. So starting from like grade three and four, we basically couldn't even wear sports bras. We were wearing like regular padded bras already in like grade three and four. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like. We were those two girls. It was like, <laughs> yeah, like we basically hit puberty in like fucking grade three. Great. Yeah. These hormones and all these chickens for nowadays. The kids yeah. getting puberty younger so, and younger. Like, yeah. At that point, by the time we hit 14, it was like, yeah, like, been in this for years yeah. already. Yeah. And, yeah, it was crazy. So I can picture that, like, certain people do hit, like, so young, but. Yeah, you I... can't tell someone's age just by looking at them. <laughs> Yeah, it's really yeah. difficult. Cause, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know how never, different it yeah. was in the 60s, kind of, though. Because the 60s and 70s, yeah. though. Because I feel like nowadays people are hitting it, like, early and earlier. And they're just... Yeah. Everybody seems to be, like, getting taller and taller. Too. <laughs> it's all that alien blood. <laughs> Lemurian blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gonna be like seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. Unless we're getting taller's fine, and hopefully we're getting less gross about talking about kids changing bodies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you look like you're twenty. How about you stop looking? <laughs> right. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My yeah. friend and I. It was my best friend. Anytime we were walking down the street, people would yell out their cars at us, and we were in like grade five. Right. It's like this Welcome is so to being gross. a woman. <laughs> yeah. To write a passage. So yeah, they have trouble pinning down the age until they knew who she was. Um and also the exact cause of death, but you know, she had been obviously beaten as they found, you know, signs of trauma on her face and stuff. So I'm not sure if it was like blunt force trauma that killed her or what. But uh, it was noted that her wrists showed signs of being tied. Mm. Um, yeah. <sighs> Yet, from some reports, it seems they were still entertaining the possibility that, like, she'd been a hit and run and that a car had dragged her body. Dragging her clothes down at the same time, I guess. In two different directions. Yes, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's like a magic bullet. <laughs> Drags the pants down and the shirt up at the same time. That's how cars right. drag, right? From and then the we waist. Don't have to look for the car killer, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh. No, it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, it's like this bullshit. And then these people are just like, she was literally just studying for her upcoming math test. But she didn't have any road rash, but she was dragged by a car. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. She was drowned on land, like the other one. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Yeah. A car oh drowned her when it hit her on the side of the road where oh no water was present. Fuck. I liked in your case, she parachuted directly into the middle of the tree. <laughs> I mean, that's Ow. also one of the one of the theories with DB Cooper that they brought up on. Oh yeah, um, and it's one of my favorite episodes ever of BuzzFeed Unsolved because they talk about there's theories about him parachuting and he got harpooned directly onto a tree branch and that's why they never found him because he basically <laughs> decayed. And then 
his skeleton would have fallen right. apart and just like dropped slowly to the ground or something but they're like can you imagine that yeah. dude just like i got away with it Woo! and then just <laughs> onto a tree <laughs> basically like, yeah. yeah well they it's found like, some of the money wow. so you never know but <laughs> yeah they did supposedly so yeah like what are the chances it's so weird i know wanted it that way no <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right we uh, okay then there was uh carol hilburn who was also found in a ravine and that was on november 14th 1970 uh, and she had last been seen at lloyd hickey's 40 grand club in sacramento that morning at 5 a.m she was having a good time mm-hmm. <laughs> um so she had been like kind of left a lot like Eva, the last one had been. She had been beaten in the face, and then also her throat had been slashed. So that one was that's different. Yeah. But she had been dragged through a field and left there. Oh, that was very okay. similar. Yeah. And she was undressed with only one suede boot and her underwear around one knee. So she was similarly, huh. you know, mostly undressed. Um, and she was found within three miles of Nancy Benelak and Judith Hakari's homes. And apparently another victim, which we haven't got time to talk about, named Denise Kathleen Anderson. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think she's connected to these ones, but was in the same area. That's wild. It's crazy. I don't just... Killing everybody, these freaking serial killers in the fucking 70s in this state and it, it sucks it's like when it, yeah when it happens around times when people are you know distracted by other big world shit going on yeah just you know not that people don't work on it but there's just too many they just don't have the time yeah yeah i, mean, I barely have the time to talk about them and like you know <laughs> takes me like an hour to talk about these like freaking dozen people or whatever the hell you know um i think i just have a couple more though but oh yeah this was also on the main list and most of them donna lass she was a uh nurse um only 25 who worked at the sahara hotel casino I thought that was weird that they had a nurse. They have a nurse on staff, I guess. Oh. Must be a big hotel. Um, And she was last seen on September 6th, 1970, around 2 a.m. in South Lake Tahoe. And her car was found in her apartment parking lot the day after her shift. So she had also made it home. um, Like one of the first ones. I can't remember now, but. Yeah. That's so sad. Like, you were so close to safety. I know. And then, like, you should be safe enough in your parking lot to get to your frickin' house. Right? Yeah, so they knew she had, like, yeah, left her shift at about two. And then the next day, actually, with this one, a male caller phoned her landlord and employer saying that she would be absent and not returning due to a family emergency. So that was weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, bu- 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 
this was just something I found on her case on the one website that said that nothing solid connects last to the Zodiac case. Um, although, like I said, a lot of these ones are kind of tried to lump in with that. Um, but she was, other than perhaps she was living just a few blocks from the scene of the Zodiac's October 11th, 1969 murder of Paul Stein in San Francisco. Um, a postcard supposedly from Zodiac was received by the San Francisco Chronicle on March 22nd, 1971, with the implication that Lass was a murder victim. Hmm. However, the postcard contained no proof, as Zodiac was known for including. Um, in 1999, a retired detective revealed to me that a former Zodiac investigator had attempted, or admitted rather, to forging the last po- postcard. How bored do you have to be to try and derail a fucking crime investigation? I know like, all this bullshit. awful people. I hope they get fined for like off their track. Um, what did they call that? Obstruction um, of I don't yes, know, justice. Obstruction, I think. <laughs> yeah, it could be something like that, right? Fucking waste of resources. Oh yeah, I think this was the one that has a. Yeah, a tenuous connection where people think that she has a connection to the Zodiac because of one of the ciphers supposedly pertaining to Donna's murder. Oh, it was like a cipher that showed up on her missing person reward poster. <laughs> oh, I should have oh. included that one. That one, there was a picture of that cipher, but... Is very confusing. I don't know. I could see how that last part of it could be her name because it, like the Donna last, like it had double looking letters in the cipher, I guess, but hmm. it was weird. I didn't really get it. I was like, okay. Did they Suppose solve that it- one? Because they've talked about like how Zodiac, they haven't been able, have they not solved all the ciphers yet? This I know they solved on this random website thought he solved it to saying beware i am stalking you dot 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 donna lass but i feel like he said he had to like because she's missing already because he wrote that on her poster and he may or may not have said well those two triangles should have been turned upside down or something and i was like i don't get it (laughs) if it doesn't fit it does i don't know yeah um what did i i think i might have had a little more that said um well there was another quote about it sorry um that said on march 22nd 1971 a postcard to the chronicle addressed to uh, paul aberly and believed to be from the zodiac appeared to claim responsibility for the disappearance of donna lass made from a collage of advertisements and magazine lettering it featured a scene from an advertisement for forest pines condominiums and the text sierra club sought victim 12 peek through the pines, past Lake Tahoe areas, and around in the snow. The Zodiac's crossed circle symbol was in both the place of the usual, usual return address and the lower right section of the front face of the postcard. Because hmm. um, that so can't be forged. That was from the Zodiac? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and maybe it was about her because it said peek through the pines lake tahoe areas but it's a bit of a (laughs) yeah i don't know um 
Yeah, they do link hers by saying that it's prior to the autumn equinox. So apparently that's why they think it fits in with the astrological theme. Um, but her body was never found, apparently. Hmm. Allegedly. Um, yeah, so there was like some crossovers and then a few more that were listed as being possibles on like, say, part of the Wikipedia list. Because, you know, like I said, some think it's 12, some think it's 9, up to a possible 15 of the sources. Yeah, so it's all over the place. It's like... Yeah, it could possibly include a Sarah Lynch who was found buried. What? That doesn't make any sense to me. Buried alive in sand by bottle hunters? I don't know. How would they know More she of those was buried people... alive in sand? Does that make sense? Unless they found her that way. Is it those... Dang bottle hunters again, digging for bottles with their stupid <laughs> shovel and their pickup truck. It said from Wikipedia, Susan Marie Lynch, 22, who was discovered murdered on July 31st, 71, buried alive in sand by bottle hunters near East Levy Road in Sacramento. Um, oh, yeah, she must have been buried alive and then died and then was found by bottle hunters. But, but... Buried alive in sand? Is that a way to kill someone? The weight of it? They just can't get out? My god, that sounds horrific. It's a quicksand. It's all the quicksand we were hearing about in elementary school that you thought was going to be like a big deal. They always talk about that. The amount of time you talked about quicksand. I know you can like bury someone up to like where they can't really move, I guess, in the sand. But how could you do that while they were start? Like, how would you be subdued somehow? I don't yeah, we said some of them might have been drugged, so maybe she was drugged a bit first, right? Huh. Um, yeah. So that one and another one named Lynn Derrick was listed on the Wikipedia as being possibly connected to, but from their dates, they were in July. So I was like, I don't see their what equinox or whatever they were supposedly close to. Hmm. It doesn't fit the pattern. Ah. Um, <laughs> but my other source um, said that they, others, the six others that were tentatively linked by the Zodiac author Robert Graysmith. Okay, so these are the possible six others that might have gone on until December 1973 in one quick paragraph. <laughs> oh. The, t- the tally might end there, but author Robert Graysmith, ever seeking victims in his search for the elusive Zodiac, reports at least six other homicides that seem to fit, seem to fit the general pattern. Betty Clower, 21, was shot and beaten by her killer during June 1971. Her body discovered two days before the summer solstice. Um, then Linda Oleg, age 19, was found beaten to death at Half Moon Bay on March 28, 1972 six days after the vernal equinox, uh, 18 days before the autumnal equinox in September 1972, Alexandra Cleary was beaten to death in Oakland. Um, Her nude body discarded like a broken rag doll. Uh, I don't know why they got that flowery on that one. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, 
Susan McLaughlin, 19, was stabbed to death and left without a stitch of clothing in March 1973, 18 days before the vernal equinox. Um, and finally, 19 days before the winter solstice in December 1973, Michael Shane and Kathy Fechtel were shot and dumped beside a road in Livermore. And that's the only ones where it, that's it's two a couple. people. Yeah. yeah, that's and the only guy. So... Just to finish that quote, it says, Coincidence, police are confident of a connection in at least the first nine cases, hedging on the other six described by Graysmith. Um, the answer to the question as to whether these these last six additional homicides can be attributed to the perpetrator of the killer involved in the previous nine, much like the killer's true identity, remains a mystery. So, fancy way of saying we don't know We don't know squat. shit. <laughs> yeah, we... We don't know anything. They may be female. We don't know. We don't know which ones are connected to which one. And after I just read all that, I feel like I have fucking red strings all over yeah. the wall right I'm now. Charlie Day. And this is my my um my bulletin board of chaos. Oh my god. Like reading that last quote because they mentioned him with the Zodiac. I had a moment where I'm like, no, but this quote is not talking about ones with the Zodiac, right? I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. I'm so confused. That's crazy. It's yeah, there's just a yeah. lot and they're like unsolved and they're like similar. Yeah, this one seems to like I I wouldn't think it would be involved at all with the Zodiac. But the Zodiac killer, yeah. 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 But it does seem like they're between like a lot of them being killed elsewhere and moved somewhere else and yeah like drugged there's a connection. and then the the times that they were found or the times that they were abducted it does seem to be a little coincidental to be all in the right. same state happening like that yeah yeah like it doesn't always come back to astrology and like for the they were I don't I don't get the whole well they were found near this one but like it's not like yeah. anybody ever took ownership for that the way the zodiac was like call me the fucking zodiac cuz that's what yeah. I want to be known for you know Yeah the one you said was like in the same neighborhood as two other girls right. so Yeah that just seems more opportunistic or like that's his hunting ground or something Yeah right he's just prowling the neighborhoods yeah. for Sadly, like people coming home from a school or getting school off the work. bus and yeah. work, yeah. The time when you're just like, you're, yeah, you're the most excited to be home. You're just maybe distracted. You're just like yeah. ready to a get long in the day. House. You want to go home, put your feet uh -huh. up. Yeah, wow. You have to pee. Uh, me usually because my yeah. commute's a little bit longer. <laughs> I almost yeah. always pee like as soon as I get home. <laughs> And your so drive's I feel short. That. Yeah, my drive is like two minutes. But <laughs> I I normally don't like, yeah. I won't go to the bathroom like before I leave work or anything. And I normally, normally it's been at least a few hours since I went to the bathroom by the time I get home. So well, that's the kind of, that's the kind of risky living you can do when you only have a five minute commute. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be like, oh my God, I have to pee before I go. And then I'll probably have to pee again when I get home. And especially if I hit a train or something, which yeah, I I did twice on the way to work the other day. The first one was just like, 
the the engine and then like the caboose i was like sweet and then like i was like oh Aww. no i hit it again at the other spot but now it's much longer <laughs> oh that sucks yeah it was shitty oh well yeah yeah <laughs> wow well that was crazy yeah thank you for listening i'm sure it was just it's kind of hard when it's a lot of names and yeah. stuff but you know they're it's all it's very that, interesting yeah. yeah the people that still need their cases solved and if they are connected well that's even creepier <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, next week is going to be pretty scary, but hopefully yeah. in a little bit of a different way, more of a scary stories around the campfire sort of way. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be looking up some scary and creepy Reddit stories, maybe some Funny. real, maybe some not real, whatever we feel like, and we're going to read them to each other. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're doing the guessing one, like not like too... What did we do before? True Truths, One Lies, Scary Story Edition. That was on Patreon, but that was... Yeah. We're going to... Yeah, I was thinking I'd probably go on, like, Let's Not Meet, and, like, a lot of those ones, like, Ghosts, mm. the ones that have the real yeah. ones. But there's some fucking creepy, creepy pastas and stuff out there, too, that sound yeah. just, like, real ones. Like, the Russian sleep experiment. I've heard that covered on podcasts. Like, it's fucking real deal. And then it's like, yeah. oh, and by the way, this was probably all made up. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah. Cannibals. <laughs> I don't know. Cannibals, man. That one goes haywire. I can't remember, but. <laughs> yeah. There's some creepy mush. ones. They do a good series mm-hmm. on the BuzzFeed Unsolved guys on their um, Watcher yeah. Entertainment channel. They okay. have a, a series called Are You Scared? And they read. I think I had told you and Pat about it before. They used to do like true stories mixed with like the creepy pastas kind of that people would submit, or even stories that people had written that weren't really creepy pastas, but along that kind of same thing. And they would submit them online and then they would read them. And though at the end, um, neither of them knew if they were true or not. And at the end, they would try and guess like if it was true or not, but they kind of got away from it. doing any of the real stories um and stuff as much so now all of them are like fake stories or like creepy passes that people have written Um, but they've done some really creepy ones so maybe i'll i'll see if i can find one of those maybe some (laughs) of them are really cool i think you would enjoy it yes and like yeah horror whatever whether it be true crime sort of related yeah paranormal side like as long as it's scary yeah because it. <laughs> it's spooky season it's october Fuck yeah yeah it's the season of specters mm-hmm. halloween it's the most wonderful time of the year <laughs> it really is i love i'm decorating my house for halloween tomorrow i'm so excited <gasps> yes oh we should do patreon videos at your house then that reminds me 
we gotta get going on some of those we have like a bunch of stuff lined up to like we're like we need to fill this so we could do that on patreon yeah i don't really have inside the house decorations for halloween i have like a few things but most of it's for like my front windows and my front door okay yeah 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 yeah. all right well catch everybody next week till next time keep it cryptic (laughs) bye This has been Castles and Cryptids. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and our YouTube channel. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. On our website, you can listen to all of our episodes as well as view pictures for each of our segments. Check out our Patreon page to view all of our tiers and become a Patreon supporter today to unlock monthly bonus episodes and behind-the-scenes content. We are working on an Ask Us Anything. You can submit questions by social media or by email at castlesandcryptids at gmail.com. Do you have a spooky ghost story, a creepy cryptid sighting, or a thrilling true crime tale you would like to share and have us include in a future episode? Send us your listener story by social media or by email please include the name that you would like mentioned. Our music is by Kobe Affair. Our logo and artwork is by Antonio Garcia. Thanks for listening.